In today's episode, we're going to continue my conversation with my mom, Kathy, about her homeschooling and running a daycare back in the 80s and 90s. As we chatted, the conversation turned to the topic of read-alouds and the important role they played in mom's homeschool. I'm recording this intro at my local Starbucks, stealing a moment from my day job and enjoying the air conditioning. You can find the first part of our conversation in Season 2, Episode 37 at canadahomeschools.com or on your podcast provider. During that part of the conversation, we talked about a reading program that was an excellent one that we both used in our homeschools, among other things, and also how my mom brought home the bacon while staying home with her kids to homeschool. Next time on the podcast, I'll be sharing a parenting conversation with my husband, Chris. Meanwhile, I'm working on our episodes for season three of Canada Homeschools. Let's listen in on part two of my chat with my mom. Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. (laughs) In 400 meters... In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. Mm-hmm. So you touched on your routine a little bit and you touched on the reading program that you guys use. Yeah. But can you think of anything to add to that? What are some routines or resources that you use to help keep things running? Well, you know, I actually, dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I didn't have until we moved to Smith Falls. I was the dishwasher, but um, so was I. And you were too. Yeah, <laughs> but during the day, I was the dishwasher. Yes. Um, we like resources. I would say um, we had not a lot of like, but I always started the day with devotions, and I I can't stress how important that is. It just grounded us. We started that day, our day always with that. We would sing. We would read the Bible, we would pray together. And actually, we prayed together during the day too. things weren't going well, or something was happening, or there was a problem. I just often say, Okay, let's just pray about this. And we did. We did that. And that I think, for me, if I didn't have that, I don't think I could have done the rest of it. Uh, I definitely think God was in it. Um, I know he was. Otherwise, when I look at it now, I think, how how did we do that? I'm not sure how we did that. But anyway, (laughs) we did. And I know it was the Lord. And uh, we got through that. And the one other thing that I always did, and um, this turned out to be such a valuable thing, was I after lunch, when the little ones maybe were going down for a nap and those kind of things, we had reading time. um, And it just turned out to be so great. They didn't read on their own. I read to them. And that turned out to be 
honestly, I have to say the focal point of our day together. Um, there were some stories that we read together that they still talk about now. I've heard them talk about now. Um, and so that was really a, a, a great way to start the afternoon off together. So as a resource, it was just books <laughs> from the library, but it really worked. We probably did about a half an hour of um, reading of a book. So we did chapters, you know, can we just read another one? <laughs> you know, but it was fun. We had a lot of fun with that. Well, when even when you weren't homeschooling us, you always read to us. And those are some of my really good memories. I wasn't yeah. as good at it as you. I would often not finish the books. I think maybe there's an ADD situation that can be not diagnosed, but um, but you were always so good to read books. I mean, Narnia, like I just remember that yeah. so yeah. well and um, and lots yeah. of other books too, but I'm not surprised that that was something that stands out in your mind from your homeschooling time too. Who wouldn't yeah. want someone to read those good books to us? And then you helped me a lot with my kids because you would find books for them at thrift stores and things like that, and you'd read them. So then I knew they were good books. Yep. <laughs> yep. You did. And yeah. um, I know all of our listeners aren't necessarily Christians. It's a Canadian podcast, not a Christian one necessarily, although all thoughts are welcome, but vetting a book isn't necessarily only looking for its religious tone or whatever. It can be whether the character, you know, there's character growth or there, it's a good story or different things like that. Like every book <laughs> that you gave us wasn't necessarily a religious book. It was yeah, whether it was right. a good story, right? If it, if yeah. there is a lesson learned or, you know, it was funny mm -hmm. or uh, so just yeah. to say vetting a book can be for lots of things. Yes. I did but, vet it for language, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for values. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, it, it was um, our favorite book of all the kids all the time was called Snow Treasure. I love that book still. I still have two copies yeah. of it. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I need two copies. Yeah. Anyway, Someone's going to send me a decluttering uh, video you know, soon. We, I can we tell. Read, uh, we read Farmer Boy and a whole bunch. But we also read some books about the Civil War and the States. We read some Across Five Aprils. Across Five, yeah. And we read, uh, we read some books about the, um, the slave trade. Like there were things that had uh, that were written actually more for children, uh, like youth, but that that were historical as well. There was a series that we read in uh, that was based in Canada too, which is still I think you can still buy it. Um, is really good series of um, you know just all the different native or indigenous tribes in Canada at the time and just the history. And that was probably the best history they had in Canada because at the time there just wasn't like a lot of history out there. And that's the neat thing about history too and subjects like that. It's something that you you can have it in the form of a story. It doesn't have to be a textbook and a workbook and do these questions. Like you can still learn mm -hmm. because learning happens like in many ways. Yeah. So it lends itself. We did explorers too. There were some good, really good um, young people's books about explorers in Canada. And we read those. Well, they were exciting. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And then if we get a paper cut, we think that the world has come to an end now. So it's good to read stories that put into perspective, like genuine hardship and, and overcoming obstacles and struggles and things like that. Yeah. Well, we, and there were books you could get, you know, that were stories that were for chill for children or young people, but they were like based on history, like the indentured servants that came over they were really young children, really a lot of them were indentured for seven years um, and things like that, that um, they were a good story value at the time, as well as being very, you know, eye opening in terms of how this country was actually settled and, you know, some of the things that um, children endured for sure. Yep. And reading about kids' experiences, say, um, if they were Jewish in World War II or things mm-hmm. like that. I know we had some books about that sort of thing, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good not to be in our little bubble, but to learn about the experiences of others and all over the world, too, right? And in mm-hmm. our own country, so... Well, we tried. (laughs) So we have a thing called the home stretch where I just ask you a few questions. And sometimes some of the best parts of the conversation come from these questions. Mm -hmm. But we'll see how it goes. Are you ready for the home stretch? Yes. (laughs) And this is a tough one because it's been so long since you've been homeschooling. And I know for me, my worst homeschooling moment would probably be a any moment that or a bunch of moments that are all amount to the same thing so it doesn't have to be super specific how would you describe your worst homeschool moment or moments um again well that goes back to the question I think uh, for me anyways about um for me the biggest challenges were emotional right yeah me too um, I think that the worst homeschool moments were definitely emotional ones on my part. And usually because I thought I had failed something in some way, like I didn't properly deal with something that happened or I wasn't teaching them well enough. Like it was more of a confidence thing as well, but it was definitely an emotional uh, response to something that, you know, I felt like I should, could have done a much better job doing that kind of thing. So those were my worst moments. We're just trying to work out those kinds of feelings and uh, sort out what I could do to change it or. Yep. I can relate. And I think everyone listening can probably relate to that. Mm -hmm. Usually for me, it's when I was impatient or lost my cool with the kids um, instead of being patient or um, mm-hmm. maybe guiding them more instead of just being upset that they weren't yeah. meeting my expectation that probably was too high. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes we expect them to be mini adults <laughs> yeah. and their, and their kids, especially and when we homeschool. And you're learning all the time yourself. Yeah. So not like you already have those things under your belt all the time. You're yeah you're you're revising your ways of doing things as well and learning um you know what to do and how to do it so yeah there's days when that just doesn't work so yeah i mean we're not born we're not an expert parent and then we have children like it doesn't happen that way we're learning as we go and Mm -hmm. uh and so yeah it can be a challenge for sure Mm -hmm. 
What have been some of your best homeschooling moments? Maybe uh, the reading of books in the afternoon. Yeah, I think I've described some of those. I definitely enjoyed the sort of more hands-on things with the kids myself. So my, I think my best moments were when I saw some of the things the kids wrote and wrote about. Um, that was just, they, I, I still can't really believe how, how well they wrote. And it didn't really matter what we were doing. We, we did haikus and poetry and all kinds of different writing. And um, we did parodies and all, all kinds of things. And uh, it always just really astonished me what they would come up with and how good it was. Um, that, I, and I, I've always already mentioned, I loved projects. I loved field trips, that kind of thing. Um, so those were my best moments, I think. We had a lot of fun together. There were times when it was just really, really fun. And uh, those, we, we used to have a Japanese meal day and we, we did all, we wore our house coats as kimonos and, you know, sat around a coffee table and ate our Japanese food that we made together and all those kind of things I really like to do. That does sound like fun. Yeah. If you could go back and do things differently, would you change anything in your homeschool? And if so, what? Um, yes, I think I would probably change. Um, well, I think at the time there wasn't a whole variety of different things, like different materials and things. But I think I would change that. I would I would try to change more, um, change up more how I was doing things, like having introducing a diff- different varieties of curriculum. And um, I would try to be more interesting <laughs> in some aspects of my, you know, I, I felt like we fell down. I fell down on, you know, the social studies and that kind of aspect. Maybe not so much geography because it was more interesting because you could look at the land and you could collect rocks and things like that. But I certainly fell down on things like um, the the historical things and timelines and things like that. I would try to incorporate it in a different way now, I think. I might not. Like the program we used was, was very good in some ways. It had goals, daily goals for the kids all the way through. But it, it was quite rigid, too. So I think I would like try to be less that way. Um, Me too. I think back when we were homeschooling, it was more um, school at home ish Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. so much the self-discovery and the unschooling things that are actual methods now or that's, I mean, back then there were basically two curriculum streams to choose from your kids could either be hyper american or they could be mennonites and that was <laughs> those were the, basically the two yeah. choices <laughs> that there were so i'm sure yeah. you did the best you could with what you had obviously we had planets yeah. hanging from the ceiling made out of paper mache not everyone yeah. has that in their kitchen so That's i think true. i'm going to do an episode on homeschool decor. we we made uh, bird mobiles remember those remember them yeah yep they were fun. You did lots of fun stuff. Yeah. What advice would you give someone just starting to homeschool? Um, I would, I would, the advice I would give them at the beginning is to pick at the very beginning, a good curriculum, something that, that had the elements that they really wanted to see their kids learn. And for us, it happened to be language and, and um, 
math and science. We picked the curriculum based on that. And once you have that curriculum, then you've got the, the bare bones and then you can add the things that you want to in and out of that. That would be my, if you're just starting, that would be my advice. And, you know, to, to figure out how your day works. I mean, mine had to work around a daycare too. So that's a bit different than how a family would maybe be doing it just their own family. Um, but to figure out how you can incorporate my kids ended up taking music lessons for their music thing. And we did sports outside of the home for their, their sports and recreation and things like that, swimming and all that stuff. I didn't have as much flexibility in my day to add some of those things in during the day. But if you're just starting out, if you start out with a basic curriculum, you really like, and then um, you can add the things or do the things during the day that fit with your life, like maybe nature walks every day or whatever your family is, bike rides or whatever your family really likes to do. Yep, that's good advice. And just focus in on like the math and the language, and then you can add in all the other mm-hmm. stuff. Because unlike when we were homeschooling, and you were homeschooling before me, obviously. Um, now there is so much curriculum out there that it's overwhelming. You don't even know where to begin. And I think you could be pushed and pulled in so many different directions. Um, so that's very good advice to to just start with like a, a good curriculum. And then you can add in all the other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you could leave the listeners with a word of encouragement, what would you say? Well, I would say... I have never regretted um, homeschooling my kids. It was an amazing um, part of my life. And if I had any words of encouragement to say, even though it can be frustrating and you, you feel, you know, I'm sure we all struggle with how we feel about it and all that um, and time consuming and that just the, just to see how your kids are learning, just to have that chance to know them in a way that you wouldn't know them normally, um, to have that input in their life. I, I don't think there's anything better. And so I just encourage people, you know, even if it's a struggle at first, start small and just do the steps you can do that work for you and, um, keep at it. It's worth it. Thank you. That's lovely, lovely uh, word of encouragement that I know many of us need to hear. I even needed to hear that today. I'm graduated, but sometimes, uh, sometimes you can look back and wonder, was it, was it worth it? But it is worth it. And, uh, and parenting and homeschooling, that's a calling. And so um, be encouraged. I know I am. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast, mommy. That was fun. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Nobody wants to hear usually anymore (laughs) what you did in the past, but yeah, it was good. Very good. Well, we need to, we need to happy homeschooling Canada. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. 
Happy homeschooling, Canada. Hee <laughs> hee.